Welcome back to the Newberry TV Podcast Show. This is your host, Juwan Newberry. On this season of Newberry TV Podcast Show, I have my first guest of the year, Tiffany Parra. Born to immigrant parents, she took the leap to go to college from her hometown of New Jersey, eventually finishing college and moved to L.A., started a business, and the rest is history. But I'll let her tell the rest to you. I hope you take something from this, so stay tuned in. This is Newberry TV Podcast Show, and listen to the end. Now on to the episode. So Tiffany, what was your life like growing up? So what was my life like growing up? Yeah, and where did you grow up at? Okay, so I grew up in uh, New Jersey in a town called Galloway is where I spent majority of my childhood. It's about 20 minutes from Atlantic City, which is like where like the casinos are in New Jersey. And uh, I didn't realize it, but then once I moved away, I kind of realized like what what the environment I grew up was like. And so <clears throat> overall, it was like a good environment. You know, my parents came to the United States as immigrants when they were, my dad was like 16 and my mom was like 21 from South America. So they just, you know, worked really hard for everything they had. And a lot of the kids I went to school with also came from a similar background. Like a lot of people's parents uh, came as immigrants and then their kids were like the first generation. So I had a lot of that in my high school and a lot of like diversity in my high school too. And it was definitely a place where it was more working class. So there wasn't like people that were all like, you know, having jobs that required a college degree. It was mainly Mm -hmm. like, you know, jobs that you could just like, you could just get. Not a lot of people's parents went to college, which means like the area itself was like not bad, but it wasn't like, it was very like working class. So that's kind of like where I grew up and, and how I grew up, I guess. How was your relationship with your parents? Uh, it was good. Yeah, my parents are, are you know, they're awesome. They always support everything I do, which I really appreciate. I think that they came to this country to kind of, like, find a better life for themselves. So they're just, like, all about having us do whatever makes us happiest. So it's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty great. And I say with that there, I say that's, like, the biggest difference between well, not all the time, but sometimes, well, majority of the time, that's like the biggest difference between people who's not from this country and came here to create a better life for themselves and people who's, you know, was born here. It's like the difference, like the the perspective is much different mm-hmm. because my next question was going to be, um, you know, did they support your move? Like, were your transition from your hometown to, to L.A.? Because I know, like, you was working at LinkedIn and you saved up your money for, like, six months to move to LA with like no family or anything like how was that like that big that big step for you just going out there on your own like that and just trying to um manage the I'm pretty sure you had a bunch of anxiety because I mean that's that probably like a I'm pretty sure that's a big step for anybody just to you know come from their hometown and go to a place like LA yeah definitely so uh so I guess I moved out of my hometown when I was 18 because I went to go to college in San Luis Obispo at this place called Cal Poly and so mm-hmm. luckily like I'd already been used to California because okay. I had like the four years of college to get used to it but yeah the first year was definitely hard because I came out here with like no friends or family I literally knew no one and the first year of college was honestly the first half of the year was really hard especially because yeah I just was like completely on my own and so that was really tough I had a lot a lot of anxiety at that point in my life I remember going back home for think er, Christmas uh, break and literally I like didn't want to go back to school I was like debating whether I wanted to go back to school or not my parents like honestly were like it's okay you honestly don't have to go back if you don't want to which just kind of shows like they're pretty supportive so I was like no I feel like I should go back I need to like push through it I'll just start like making changes 
like I ended up moving from like the dorm I was in to a different uh, dorm like residency and that helped a lot that really like changed the rest of my um, like the rest of my freshman year and into the rest of my college experience and then yeah so I was kind of used to living in California but yeah there was definitely some anxiety in that initial part luckily I went you know to college so I already had an environment that was like helpful to meet new people and stuff like that and then after I graduated yeah like you said I got a job at LinkedIn um, through like making a bunch of LinkedIn content and stuff like that and then I realized that like corporate was not really something that was like necessarily for me so I had the thought to like oh I wanted to move to LA but I didn't know how I was going to get there and so Mm -hmm. through one of the LinkedIn videos my friend had posted with me in it Uh, the CEO of the company I'm at now had found me and then offered me a position in LA. So moving to LA was like perfect because I had already wanted it and I had been writing it down in this notebook, like literally trying to manifest it. And then the fact that he called me literally to offer me a job in LA was like perfect. So I was definitely ready for the move to LA. Um, But again, it was again, kind of a reset. Like, I don't know. There's like a few people from college that I still keep in contact with that are in LA, but it's still very much on my own again like and now I just feel like I'm like a little older so I know like how to like navigate a new environment because of like you know having to move when I was 18 um but yeah now I kind of understand like the things I need to be uh, comfortable and like most productive so I try and like bring that to LA as well was social media a big part of that, you know, just connecting with people since you didn't have no family out there? Yeah, I think it started off as social media. I mean, my podcast was always a great way to connect with people. You know, I had been working on the podcast, like work in progress for over a year. And then because of the new job I got, though, it, it became like more it wasn't as easy to just work on it all the time because now I work like 50 hours a week for my job instead of 40 hours a week. And Mm -hmm. 50 hours a week is not, like, extreme, but it does, like, that's, like, what I didn't realize is, like, that's, like, 10 hours of free time that I was dedicating to projects that now I'm, like, working. So, definitely, it's been a little bit of an adjustment period. But, yeah, in terms of, like, connecting with people out there, yeah, social media does help. Like, I'm never shy to, like, send a DM or like say oh like let's let's connect um but also just like going to events or um I don't know LA functions like very differently than any other place I've been in so just kind of like understanding the people and the environment has been like a big learning lesson so far because it's like I guess the first big city I've lived in and with that like there's like nuances in the way you meet people the way you interact with people that are all very kind of specific to LA Okay. Uh, what was your weirdest experience being out there in LA that, so far? Your weirdest experience? Uh, trying to think. Hmm. Mm, I have to think about this one. Okay. I mean, I guess it wasn't weird, but it was just kind of funny. Like, there's this park I go to all the time, and. Mm-hmm like one day we were gonna go to the park to play spike ball and then there was no lights so then sometimes we'll just play on the basketball court because it's the only place with lights and then I look at the basketball court and he's taking up half the court it's little dicky and I was like oh what why is little dicky here it's like a park in Santa Monica (laughs) it's like nowhere near Hollywood it's very like normal park it's not like fancy or anything and yeah, I just like met little Dicky that night. I would just said hi to him. Like it was nothing crazy, but that was just like so weird and kind of funny. That's lit though, cause you probably won't really get that anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, so that's that's a nice, cool experience. Okay, um, what got you into entrepreneurship? Um, I think it was just my well, my dad is honestly like an entrepreneur too. It's kind of weird to like give him that title but I mean he has his own business and he runs his own business I think like most of my childhood I just saw how hard my parents worked and like how stressed they were all the time and I was like oh my god I don't want to do that like I will happily like just get my check and have someone else pay me and have that security and like Mm -hmm. so I like kept like telling myself it wasn't for me 
I wish I had listened to my like, but I had always had like ideas to like start businesses and as a kid and stuff. But like, I even I like as a kid could kind of understand like basic economics. So like, one business I wanted to start was like, my dad had built these.、Um, There's like really bad mosquitoes in New Jersey, so he built like these mosquito traps, and so like I wanted to start a business to like build the mosquito traps. But then once I realized like oh the pro- the margins aren't there, I was like oh no this isn't gonna be it.、Um, but yeah, in terms of getting into it, I don't know. I had a lot of projects. Like it all just started with like doing like bunch of little side projects. So in school I started doing like social media, and then I, yeah I started the podcast, and then I felt like all right well it's been really fun. You know, having these like free projects that are all like around content creation, and I learned a lot. But I was like, it's time to apply some of the stuff I learned and see if I can sell a product online. And so that's like why I wanted to do it, because like the projects are like podcasts, all everything content is so is like super fun. But I know like ultimately I want to work towards something that'll like allow me to have my own schedule and stuff like that. So、yeah. that's why I was like, all right, I gotta start putting these principles towards something that can like generate revenue. Yeah, and essentially have that freedom because at the end of the day, it's all it's all about that plus your happiness.、Mm-hmm. So I see、um, OG Scrunchies right now. I think y'all at what nineteen point six k follows on Instagram. No, I think we hit like twenty. Now we're at like twenty point two or twenty point one. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it pro it grows pretty fast. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So, is it all? Is it well? What was like the strategy of growing OG Scrunchies? Yeah. So for social media platforms. Mhm. Yeah. So OG Scrunchies is the so it's OG dot Scrunchies is the. Name or the username for my scrunchie brand on Instagram, and、uh, the strategy behind that was I just like figured out what my core followers like, and now I know what kind of content to post based on like what gets the most engagement and what they like. That doesn't always necessarily mean that's what I personally like, but I feel with Instagram, it's like sometimes you gotta just see what your audience wants and post more of that, like. Versus like what you want to post, which is kind of hard sometimes. I mean, you can do it the other way around. It just depends on what you're trying to go for. Like sometimes I do just do posts about the brand because we need to get like a message out there,、um, and that still, you know, it gets good engagement. But like what gets the most engagement is like the memes. Honestly, like the、mm-hmm. kids love the memes, and so I post a lot of memes. memes. They love the memes, and、um, yeah,、so、I post that kind of stuff. And then also like I guess like a few tips for anyone that like is looking to grow on Instagram. Like I always post like carousel images, like multiple, like five images at once,、um, because basically when you're scrolling through your feed, if a follower sees like one of your images on that carousel, and like let's say they scroll past it, they don't like it. The next time they're on their feed and they scroll past your profile again, it'll show them the next image in their in your carousel. So basically, it gives you like more chances of getting like engagement from that person.、Um, so that's something I didn't realize too. So it's like it basically gives you more opportunity to get more likes if you have a carousel, if you're posting carousels. So now I do that a bunch,、um, and yeah, we've just been posting like really consistently, like almost every day, honestly. Like there's times where I kind of like wasn't posting on it every day, and I definitely noticed like the engagement go down, but. Yeah, it's just kind of like observing the algorithm, seeing what's working, what's not. Like giveaways used to be big. Like I remember we got we had our first 5k followers just through like doing a few giveaways, like literally less than like like a hundred dollars worth of money spent on giveaways with partner accounts, and that grew so fast. And then like for example, I was trying to help out a friend with one of his brands, and I was like, you got to try these giveaways. They're so great. We ran giveaways and the engagement just was not there. And then I noticed a friend of mine runs another page,、uh, and they were doing a lot of giveaways too. And they noticed that they actually got like shadow banned. So I don't know what Instagram is doing right now, but it seems like they're really not liking、uh, giveaways. So just being like aware of that kind of stuff is really important. So you know, like, all right, I'm probably not going to do giveaways anytime soon because like they're not helping me on the algorithm.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see a lot of people. Uh, 
um, doing giveaways. Even like within, um, actually, the other day I seen Floyd Mayweather doing a giveaway, but Floyd Mayweather doesn't really need the followers. But I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's for something else <laughs> for someone else. Yeah. I mean, Floyd Mayweather's uh, pretty straight on his end. Mm-hmm. But, and also, um, in the in the group chat, uh, the entrepreneurial group chat that Sean Mike Kelly started. I think you're mm-hmm. in there, aren't you? I think so, yeah. I'm really bad on Telegram. I don't, I personally don't. I like, I know that there's like a lot of value in it, but like, I just don't check Telegram. But yeah, I think I am too. I think I saw you in there. Yeah, I, I, I don't get on it too much either. Even like when they post, uh, when they send messages, the notifications doesn't really show up to my phone unless mm-hmm. I'm checking it. Yeah, but me I too. I noticed that too. But I noticed there's, uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he does a lot of uh, giveaways with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, uh, what is your biggest goal pertaining to OG Dot scrunchies when it comes to entrepreneurship like what's the long-term goal like what do you want to like what do you want to stick with your business and your brand is it like uh something you want to build as a empire you know have your own like uh buildings like warehouses um, yeah definitely you know, and what and what cause does it support mm-hmm. yeah so i when I started the brand, it's been almost a year since I've been working on the brand, which is kind of crazy. And in that year, I've learned so much in terms of what it really takes to run a brand and a business and, you know, the dedication that takes. Um, so, yeah, I think my goals throughout that year have definitely shifted in terms of, you know, the the our Instagram's OG.scrunchies, but the website's like scrunchies.co and what that brand has evolved into so you know initially it was really about oh, I want to get retail stores like if I could do anything yeah I would love to have like eventually retail stores and really just bring like the, the kind of the wave that socks had to scrunchies the same way like you know socks are super big right now there's just like so many different kinds of socks like there's personalized socks there's stance like stance is really done probably like they're probably like what would be the dream for my brand in terms of like yeah they just like they were the first to come out with like socks as like an actual like clothing item like no one had thought socks were cool before stance made them cool and then now they have like nba partnerships and they're doing all this crazy stuff they have storefronts and like yeah that would be the that'd be the dream for sure is like to have scrunchies be an item that are just like no one's really thinking about scrunchies in that way they just think like oh let me buy like 40 off of amazon rather than like oh let me buy like you know this higher tier item that has like a really unique because it's still a part of your it's still a part of your outfit it's still a part of your clothing um so really treating it as something that's like kind of a a branded item that's right now like kind of unbranded and then eventually you know retail stores and things like that um but I always, I mean, through talking to other like people who are into entrepreneurship and online businesses, I think it's rare to have like to strike gold on your first business. And so with scrunchies, I've definitely learned a ton. Um, and I definitely want to take these lessons eventually to start another brand as well. Um, just from the things that I've learned in terms of pros and cons of selling, you know, just lower ticket items online. So overall, though, it's been super great. And I, I hope that we can achieve like those goals that I have for the brand into the future. Mm. What were the uh, pros and cons you would say from your experience, if you don't mind sharing them? Definitely. No, I'm going to. I'll share this because this is stuff I wish I wish like someone had talked about more. I think like a big thing with e-commerce is like people that do e-com like there's a lot of flexors. There's a lot of people that are like just online. They're showing you the Lamborghini. They're showing you their cars. Like I I like Sean a lot because he doesn't do that. Like he just kind of like, you know, he's pretty low key and he just he still like kills it, you know. But um, yeah, he's besides, a cool guy down earth too. Yeah, yeah, but besides the fact, like you know, when you go on YouTube and you search up like drop shipping or e-commerce, like you're just gonna get like advertised a bunch by these people with like fancy cars that are telling you to buy their course, which is over a thousand dollars. 
but no one's really telling you like the reality of like the types of skills you need to learn in order to be successful and the reality is that like it does cost money to like learn these skills because you have to pay for ads because no one's going to come to your website organically so you have to drive them there for me i've been doing that through social media but um things i've learned through my business that i wish i had known before if you're gonna start a first a starting a brand is really hard it's pretty competitive um everyone like i feel like when they first want to start a business everyone wants to have their own brand luckily you know i wasn't going into like t-shirts and hoodies because that's even more competitive i was trying to pick a niche item so starting with a niche is really important deciding what your niche is going to be mine was scrunchies you know socks are a niche um but understanding that making sure your price point makes sense that the margins are there because you can think like oh these margins are super good i have like you know ten dollars of profit margin but then that's not accounting for if you want to advertise um your overhead costs like paying for shopify thirty dollars a month paying for an email service another thirty dollars a month um yeah and so it's it's definitely tricky when you're trying to sell lower ticket items and by lower ticket i just mean items that are like under fifty dollars let's say online because you know you have to drive those visitors to your site and if it costs you you know seven dollars to get someone to buy your product and you're only making ten dollars that's only three dollars of profit so things like that are like super important to think about um, you know, having like doing a lot of like competitive analysis, seeing like, okay, if this brand is running ads, like advertisements, and like five other brands are running advertisements on the same product, well, then that means they're all making money off of that product. That's probably something you might want to look into. Um, but yeah, things like that, like just validating the market, validating your consumer, and then understanding that it's going to be you know, a good business to start, not only from a, pa- a passion side, but from like a just business standpoint. Um, so for us, like one struggle we've been having is like, yeah, we have like 20,000 followers and I'm super proud of that. And I want to continue to grow the Instagram, but our, our core audience is like probably in their, they're like teenagers, basically. They're like 13 to I don't know, 23. And so when I started the brand, I was like really excited because I wanted it to be a brand that would be, you know, super popular in high schools um, because I thought there was a lot of like value in that. But the reality is like even with like how far we've come, a lot of like high schoolers, they some have debit cards, but most of them don't have debit cards, which means that they don't have the buying power to spend $12 on the pair of scrunchies. They have to go ask their parents first. And you know how it is when you're a kid asking your parents for things like they're just going to say no or they're going to you have to get it's like another layer of approval. Um, So us like having understanding that, okay, like Instagram is great for engagement, but we need to drive, you know, the 18 to 30 year olds to our product, maybe through methods outside of Instagram has been something I've been learning. So, yeah, just definitely, I would say approaching a business that you start with not only like your heart but with your mind is like super important do you feel that passion is more is more driven other than strategy that that question makes sense to you yeah i think uh are you saying like which one is more important yeah Mm. to you oh to me personally I think initially it was like passion, but then through like through starting my first business, understanding the, you know, the mistakes I've made in the beginning and how that like led into, I guess, like future roadblocks or things I have to overcome. Now, the way I approach my next uh, project that I'm working on is all strategy. So, you know, it's and we'll see how that goes. Maybe I get really bored of that because it's not like fulfilling. But I feel like for most of the things I do in my life up until this point, they've been passion driven. Um, and some and that's like been super fun. But sometimes uh, you have to put yourself like you have to put yourself in the mind of someone who has purchasing power. And that might be someone that's a little bit older. And so while my interests like I like to do stuff that's like, you know, fun and young and cool. Uh, maybe the business that will lead me to success is something a little bit more like stable and, you know, a product people really need. So 
Um, I will let you know. I honestly don't know what the right answer is. I know like the approach I've taken up until this point, and I'm excited to see what will happen when I take a more analytical approach moving forward, uh, just as like a test experiment. Okay. Because I know a lot of times I see on social media say follow your passion, follow mm-hmm. your passion. But then again, it's like, you know, let's say like you read certain books. I say uh, Robert mm-hmm. Greene, for example, because I have a couple of his books. Mm-hmm. And, and even like besides that, you know, just being around in a neighborhood and interacting with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotion is very unstable. You know, it can make you do crazy things, especially like even when it comes to love. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's for an example, let's say a guy he's dating a girl, they love each other, but one day she wakes up and say, "You know what? I don't want to be with you anymore." And boom, everything goes pretty rampant, and he did something that he should have not done. But, and that's just based off all emotion. But I feel like if he was to be thinking from a strategic standpoint and asking himself, okay, if I do this, you know, what are the consequences of my actions in the, you know, the long-term aspect for my life? And is it really worth it? And I feel like if people was more logical in that way and also whether it's maybe pertaining to business or, or really a lot of different things when it comes to life, it wouldn't be so much of a um, confusion within things that you're doing because it's like you can let your emotions overtake your your logic and that can sometimes you know turn bad for the worse Mm -hmm. yeah definitely no it's definitely important to always apply like you know like people get lost in it enough like a lot like what is what is the what does the market want versus like what you want so I definitely agree and it applies to life yeah you got to keep a steady head and always think about what you're doing and how that can affect other people yeah I say normally with myself like any decision I make I um normally envision it first like long term and I've always been like that ever since I was younger uh but I always envision it long term to see what's going to take me here. And it's like I play it out in my mind and break down like all factors of what is, what is, what is, then I make the move. Mm, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that's really good. A lot of people don't yeah, do that. Hold on. What did you I say? I said a lot of people don't do that. So that's good that you're like actually taking the time to think. I feel like a lot of people... Um, just through like social media everything's based on action now a lot of people don't just like sit and think you know we're always on our Mm -hmm. phone or we're doing this or we're doing that we're always moving I know that's how I am so taking the time to actually like think is like super valuable yeah because like you're and I was in it and it correlates with your time it's like you know how effective is this and you gotta look at the opportunity like, you know, do I really want to waste my time doing this, you know, for no reason? Like, what is the purpose? Mm -hmm. It has to be a purpose behind a lot of things that you Mm -hmm. do. Sometimes you step out on faith, but, like, eventually that faith that, you know, that leg that you're stepping out on has to have some purpose behind it or you'll get Mm -hmm. burned out. Definitely. No, I definitely agree. So, um, who's your biggest inspirations in your life? Mm, That's a great question. Definitely something I don't think about enough. Uh, I mean, my parents obviously definitely inspire me just through the hard work that they put in and like what they were able to do because they really did start from scratch. Like they didn't have, you know, any money to like start off like their business or anything. So just seeing how far that can take you um, has been really cool. Uh, I guess like from a business standpoint, I'm reading a book about Jeff Bezos. He's pretty impressive. Um, you know, he's just such a boss, like just an, an innovator. So that's really cool to, to see. Um, and then, yeah, I have like some peers that also like really impress me. There's a girl I follow. Uh, she does like Amazon private label. So she creates her own brands on Amazon. I think she's around the same age as me too. She has like seven brands. Um, so just kind of seeing the way she lives her life and like seeing, you know, she's just traveling, um, not really like 
flexing it but just kind of showing your life has been like really cool because that's like wow that's like super inspiring like right around my age and she's like doing she's able to travel that much able to have like multiple businesses like I want to get to a point where I can understand what makes one business work so that I can recreate that for other businesses and just travel more and kind of see kind of just experience the life I want to have so um I don't know I I definitely like see people that inspire me but I try not to like focus on them too much because what I learned is like your experience is so unique to you I think even the beginning of this year, the beginning of last year, I think I had wanted to like find a mentor and I thought that's what I needed. I thought like, oh, I need a mentor to like show me the way and like basically like mm-hmm. teach me everything they know. And now I realize like reality is like someone can tell you something's not going to work, but until you try it for yourself, then you'll be like, okay, that didn't work. And that's like your lesson to learn. So um, every, every experience you have is unique to you. And while I, like, admire people, I don't, like, try and follow everything they do because I know that, like, what works for them might not always work for me. Mm-hmm. And the situation may be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in modern day times. What about historical? Do you have any historical people that you look up to as far as inspiration? I honestly, I, I can say... I don't want to like make up an answer so I honestly don't have anyone that like comes to the top of my head in terms of, like history um I just live so much in like the present it's almost too much to a fault so I feel like I don't think about like a ton of stuff that happened before and kind of how that's impacted us obviously like you know there's a lot of amazing historical figures in time but I can't say that, like, I look to them on a daily basis or I think about them, you know, day to day enough to the point where they, like, inspire me to keep keep doing what I'm doing. But, you know, I'm sure that there's, like, a ton of people that would inspire me if I just thought about it a little bit more. Okay. Uh, Could you tell me about photo and what's your role in the company? Yeah, so I, I work at an app called photo it's like a gen z social media platform based on um full screen vertical photos with daily hashtag challenges it's a lot of fun um you can like edit pictures on there share them follow influencers all that good stuff and right now i do like influencer partnerships and growth marketing for them um so yeah it's been a lot of fun i I really enjoy working there um it's like more creative Uh, it's like a very creative role I get to, you know, brainstorm new ideas. I get to test out a lot of stuff. And the team is very open to new ideas, which I really appreciate. And so it's been a great place for me to just test out a lot of different stuff, uh, you know, talk to people, figure out the right communication styles, talk to with different people. So overall, I'd say, like, photo's been a great experience thus far. I'm excited to see where we take the app. That's pretty cool. How did you manage to meet up with the people that you're working on the app with? Uh, so the CEO had found me through that LinkedIn video, and then he had uh, basically offered to relocate me down to LA and uh, then begin working at Photo. So uh, the team was already somewhat assembled when I got there. Um, and yeah, that's how I just started working with them. And it's been a definitely, I'm glad that I took the chance uh, because, you know, it is a pretty small company but I really do believe in like where we're headed. So it's exciting. Okay. And is it all females that work for the company? No, it's pretty diverse. There's like a team, there's like me and two other girls that work in marketing and then the rest of the company is male. But I mean, there's only seven people in the company. So it's like four guys, three girls. Okay. Cause I was, yeah, cause that's something I had wondered. Cause I've seen it on uh, social media. Mm. Like you, I think you put a couple of it on your story, and I only seen like uh, females. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's. I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty great. Like a group of females, you know, coming together, you know, building a company, and just and it's and it's so empowering to see that just based off the fact of, you know, how women are. A lot of times how women are being treated, you know, in the country and, you know, just not having that same one up as much uh, as their male counterpart would have. And it's pretty, to me, I like, you know, that's a, you know,
know, that's a great thing to see. But either way, the fact that it's diverse, I mean, it's still fine. Um, not saying it's a downside to that because y'all are still coming together and doing something. But that's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I definitely think uh, diversity is super important. It's nice to have, uh, you know, just everyone working on what their strengths are. So we have, you know, people who are really good at marketing and excited about new, like, creativity, all that stuff. Everyone is creative in their own way, though. But then, you know, we have people who are doing, like, just the engineering, the back end, um, as well as just, like, make sure the apps look beautiful, which all the apps look really good. So it's really exciting. Um, and photo specifically is one that we're all really proud of. So, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what the future of the company holds. Do you think it'd be able to rival big companies? <laughs> yeah, I think eventually it definitely has potential. Uh, once we get like a strong, we have a strong community of people that are really passionate about the app. Um, and I think that eventually uh, we'll position ourselves in a really unique way in the market to where, you know, it'll just like, it'll be like kind of like a viral loop. So, you know, these companies, it's not easy what we're trying to do is build another social media platform. It's super hard, right? Like not that many co new companies have been able to do it successfully. But luckily, like we do have a really strong team of people, some of which have already like built successful social media companies. So that that makes me more confident, you know, in what we're doing than, you know, if we didn't have the team that we have. Um, when it comes to college, you said you gradu graduated college. What degree did you graduate with, and does that, um, what well, has that helped you with anything that you're doing right now? That degree that you're at? Uh, the actual degree that I have, I would say, I mean, it hasn't been like, I don't like apply like what I studied in college in my day to day job that much. I think college was a great way for me to, and I studied agricultural business. So it was like, it was basically like business with some uh, science classes that pertain to agriculture. So, I mean, what it taught me was obviously just going to college, like you learn, you know, discipline, uh, how to interact with people that you normally would not interact with, like social skills like that. Um, and those are kind of more like life skills I've definitely taken on uh, to the rest of my life. But I would say day to day, like I don't use like, you know, what I learned necessarily. I definitely go back and forth on if college is worth it. I would say like our generation will definitely be more loose in that. Um, if you're studying business, I, I would say like, for example, if I have kids one day, like I wouldn't make them go to college. I mean, my parents didn't make me go to college, but growing up in New Jersey, like that's the only thing that really makes sense to do uh, because, you know, I grew up in a place where I saw what not having a college degree looked like and it wasn't like a very like it wasn't like a bad life but it wasn't like one that was gonna let you have access to a lot of opportunity and so exactly. you know for that sense I think sometimes people who are like don't go to college don't go to college they're not really realizing like the communities that they're talking about like sometimes like if your mom works like at a casino or something like that which is like totally fine and she's like working you know a bunch just to pay rent and you have the opportunity to go to college then like yeah you should go to college because that'll give you a stable job and like that'll allow you to eventually like I don't know buy a house one day or like live a live a good life um but you know if you it's just kind of hard to tell people like what's what's the right thing so I think it's like you know you can only speak from your own experience and I think, like, mm -hmm. sometimes people nowadays, like, say, like, oh, college isn't worth it. But it definitely depends on what you're studying and, like, what your situation is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and on top of that, just, like, you know, just the environment um, and the people that you mm -hmm. can meet within it. Yeah, definitely. And then a lot of, and a lot of times it'll be people with the same goals as you. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's pretty great. You have the opportunity, or you should. But a lot of times, because I have, per, me personally, I have a um, brother. He's in college. Mm -hmm. Well, well, he graduated. He went to Morehouse. Then he went to uh, Duke. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's never made a B in his life. All A's, mm -hmm. dean's list, and things like that. He's on the news um, in high school. 
you know, just like for academics, then he was a star football player, and now he's in, uh, he goes to Duke Medical School. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, in three years, he'll be a doctor. Wow, that's awesome. That's really exciting. Yeah. What about you? Did you go to school? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, like... As far as as far as that, I I I wanted to go to college when I was younger, mm-hmm. like for um, like for business. Mm-hmm. But the more I start to read, because I started reading chapter books at um at five, so it's like my vision for things is always much different. Mm-hmm. And um, and and with him, he always wanted to be a doctor. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's like that was that's something that he said he wanted to be ever since he was younger, and mm-hmm. that's you know that's what he did. But me personally. I wanted to go to college for business, but then I start. Um, the more I start to read books and search things up, and become more aware about what the world was, you know, was really like. I'm like, ah, that don't sound like a fair trade, mm-hmm. especially coming from my background. Yeah. So it would it wouldn't really make a lot of sense for me to put myself in that position, put myself in the trap that I'm already trying to get myself out mm-hmm. of. And I, me personally, I've always learned from self education and uh, mentors like really early on like based on where I grew up at and my environment and the type of people that I was around I had to be um, like really self-sufficient mm-hmm. and and also observant of everything and I always knew okay you're going to have to be the one to do this so it's like it goes back to when you were referring to uh, um, how you were saying like the teens in schools a lot of them wouldn't have debit cards mm-hmm. so they have to go to their parents and ask for uh, permission mm-hmm. to get them to buy this uh, scrunchy online or whatever it may be what they mm-hmm. want. And it's like, you know, I didn't have that. Like, I didn't have my, my father or my mother. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and and I would say, like, my mother was there, but she wasn't there, if that makes sense. So she was there in the, phys- she was there in the physical, mm-hmm. but as far as, like, for everything else... It, it wasn't there and eventually she left completely mm-hmm. so there's a lot of uh detachment there and but it's more but those things it kind of takes a strain on you when you're younger but it's like i took it much i took it much differently so it's like i'm i'm very a lot of people will be very emotional um, emotionally unstable you know dealing with those type of conditions mm-hmm. and environments but I'm more emotional emotionally stable so that's why I say I envision my decisions more than before I make them so it's like I I rarely move off emotion with anything and but from that from that standpoint like my goals was always to be to um to also like run my own run my own business but as I thought of business it'd be more like um um big business mm-hmm. and sometimes I get flack for this but more like from a, a Donald Trump standpoint mm-hmm. but I always liked him when I was younger I don't really pay too much attention to you know to politics mm-hmm. and things like that but but as far as um like just the the last name plastered everywhere mm-hmm. like if you was to if you was go to Chicago and of course there's the Trump Towers there mm-hmm. but I've me personally not just him but with many more other figures it's like I'm just amazed by how one person can achieve um so much and so big so it's like then my mom becomes infatuated with limitless um um this limitless limitless opportunities to make these things happen and just the origin of you know, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. How did they start? Or how did they do it? Sometimes it may not be the best way. But see, so, but breaking all that down, my main focus is always, okay, I want to do business. And on top of that, I want to be, um, I want to finish what Muhammad Ali or Malcolm X started as far as from a, a sports standpoint, like sports mm-hmm. legend and uh, active activism. So you see, or even like giving giving to the community. If you see my like my recent photo I had put on my Instagram, mm-hmm. and and I was coming out of the real estate office because um, I was talking to um, some people in there. Like what, like three of the people are my mentors in there. Two of them are real estate agents, and one of the guys are uh, Mr. B- Mr. McBride, who owns the 
owns the company, the real estate company. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember the first day I went in there, they uh, the way they embraced me when it came to to my goals and different things I'm um, looking forward to doing in the, in the near future, mm-hmm. and um, and just the willingness to share the information to help, even when it comes to the CBD industry. Like I know that's my biggest goal for next year is to um. Uh, get that off the ground as far as like uh, Newberry Beverage Co. It's a CBD health drink. And I say like the biggest upsell for the company will be like the um, custom-made bottles. So, but I know I will have to go to China to um, to talk to manufacturers. So I've been doing a lot of research on that. But just uh, so from like from a business standpoint and a sports standpoint and a philanthropy standpoint, but going into that photo that I put on my Instagram, it was um, this when I was coming out the office, we had a little meeting in there and then we was leaving and I had a pie and I seen him over there because originally I was going to um, take it home and give to my um, to my cousins um, for Thanksgiving. And that's who I live with right now until I leave to Atlanta on December 31st. I've been um, living there um, in, the, in the downtown area. And um, and I seen the people on the street, and I went over there and gave them the pie because I knew, I mean, for one, they were homeless, and if they're homeless, it's not like they have a family or anybody to go to 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 um, help them or give them anything. Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, they wouldn't be there. Yeah, definitely. No, that's cool. That's cool that you you really thought about kind of where you're headed and different facets of what it'll take to get there. So that's that's uh that's awesome that you have a direction because that's super powerful yeah so i say so i say uh more more so a lot next year um that is like my main focus will more than likely um be business just from a standpoint of um of i would say like freedom and of course like every business isn't going to be always successful but you never know until you try Mm -hmm. so i know that'd be my main thing and uh you know after i feel like if i get like a a level standpoint um for where i can it's i'm maintaining and able to multitask with different things um to really get my foot back in the door when it comes to um boxing that that's what i was pretty heavy on before everything else yeah definitely no that's awesome i'm excited to see what you do in 2020 and i'm i'm personally excited to see your journey and and continue to follow you uh yeah i'm excited yeah i appreciate that of course uh um and one more one more question for you um so as far as when it comes to your og scrunchy business is there any type of cause you know that you support like for your brand like is it like animals um yeah, definitely. No, so, mm-hmm. That's been something that uh, I think was was definitely it, it's been a huge part of a lot of brands is having like a core philanthropy they they support. Uh, we did do a lot of philanthropy work through uh, fundraisers we set up. So we like to kind of let the organizations we work with choose what the cause is going to be. So, for example, we did a few with like sororities across the country and the sororities, you know, each have their own philanthropy that they support. It could be like Girls Who Code or, um, you know, a, a women's shelter or something like that. And then we basically run fundraisers where, um, you know, a percentage of the money that they sell from the scrunchies would go to that uh, philanthropy. And so that's been our take on kind of causes is really letting the people that we partner with decide where the money goes because we feel like that'll be most effective in them really supporting what they want to get behind so um, I'm super excited to kind of reintroduce this strategy and see what it does but overall I think that um, really just finding the right communities of people finding what they support and what's important to them And then, you know, having our business be integrated into that is a recipe for success where we get to do good and also help people. Man, that's pretty great. That's that's really good. Uh, Now, I got three roundabout questions. These are the completely last one and just random, like anything that pops in your head, you can just say it. Um, What's your favorite food? 
Uh, sushi. Uh, what's your favorite sport? Uh, Muay Thai. Hmm. Okay, I did see some of your stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're doing pretty good with that. Getting your exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite TV show growing up? SpongeBob. Hmm. My too. Nice. SpongeBob's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. SpongeBob was pretty great. So. Yeah, I appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. Uh, it's been a pretty great interview, and thank you for your time. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate you inviting me on the show. Thanks so much for, uh, yeah, thinking of me as a guest. I really appreciate it, and I, I'm excited to do what you do, to see what you do in 2020. Oh, same to you with your uh, OG Scrunchy business. And another, one more thing. Is there anything that you can share with the viewers to, uh, as far as from an informative standpoint besides everything that you said before? But something like that's like really tangible to make them believe in themselves or a way that they can start to see things in a different way to to make that leap of faith towards their goals and their dreams like you have yourself. Yeah, I would definitely say, um, you know, just kind of sit back and look at, you know, what is the one step that you can take towards um, the life you want to live and just focus on it as one step. So if you want to... Let's say you want to grow a social media account to a million followers. Well, then just take that first action to actually, you know, open up Instagram, create that account, and then start posting content. So uh, really try, you know, like Jay was saying, to break things down and see what is a tangible thing that you can start doing today that will help you get to your goals tomorrow. And with that, you know, you're going to be off to a really good start. There y'all go. Tiffany, big tiff <laughs> with the camera I drip. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I appreciate it. I'll, t- I'll uh, talk to you soon. All right, same team. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Newberry TV podcast show. And that was my first guest of the year, Tiffany Parra. I'll make sure I add her social media links down below so you can follow her and her journey. And you're all appreciated. More episodes will be coming soon. Y'all stay blessed. Stay focused on your goal and progress. Thank you.